Hey everyone, welcome to Experience Ministries Discipleship Podcast. I'm Dave Smuin, your host, and I'm excited to share biblical principles to help us live our faith and glorify the Lord Jesus. This is episode 13. Today we're talking about how to overcome sin. Have you struggled with reoccurring sin in your life? Of course you have. All of us struggle against the sinful nature and its desires. To say otherwise would be to expose pride or denial. There have been many struggles in my walk with the Lord. When I first came to Jesus, the struggles were huge and obvious to everyone. However, over the years, these struggles have become less and less because the Holy Spirit is working in my life. He's dealing with my thought life, my deep inner beliefs, the attitudes in my heart, and my motivations. Where are you in the process? Are you struggling with issues like addiction? Maybe you're struggling with pride or selfishness, which can be a little easier to hide. Today we're looking at Colossians chapter 3, verses 3 and 4, and this is one of the most powerful principles for overcoming sin, temptation, and for living a fruitful Christian life. However, it is difficult for some people to understand and to live. Father, I just ask in the name of Jesus that you would give us wisdom and understanding today as we discuss your word. Open our eyes and our ears that we can see, hear, and understand this deep spiritual truth and know how to live it day by day. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's look at Colossians chapter 3, verses 3 and 4, which says this, For you died... And your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, our life, is revealed, then you will also be revealed with him in glory. That is a powerful, powerful couple of verses. If we could just grasp that, it would change and transform our lives. In fact, this is one of those principles that I learned early on that had a huge impact in my life, and I leaned on this not just day by day, but moment by moment as I came out of a life of addiction, struggles, challenges of all kinds. This was a pivotal truth for me to learn. And so today, I want to share four different aspects to this spiritual principle that will help you in your battle against sin. The first one is simply the reality of it. By making a decision to follow Jesus, we chose to die to ourselves and die to the sinful nature. Most of the time, this is not explained or even understood when we accept Jesus. Yet, it is a reality. Listen to what Jesus said in Luke chapter 9, verses 22 through 24. The Son of Man must suffer many things, and be rejected by the elders, chief priests, and scribes, and be killed, and the third day be raised up. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. 
That was my added part, by the way. He said to all, If anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it. But whoever will lose his life for my sake, the same will save it. We must realize that there is a cost to following Jesus. The cost is laying down our lives so that we can have a new life in Christ. Believe me, it's worth it. But we must be serious about the commitment. Following Jesus isn't something to take lightly. He will transform our lives, but we have to be committed to the process. Jesus will give you a new and eternal life. He'll give you meaning and purpose. He'll love you like no other. But he will also require you to deny yourself and take up your cross and follow him. Now, baptism gives us a clear picture of the death of the believer. If you look at Romans chapter 6, verses 1 through 7, it says this, What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? May it never be. We who died to sin, how could we live in it any longer? Or don't you know that all we who were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were buried with him through baptism into death. That just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, so we also might walk in newness of life. For if we become united with him in the likeness of his death, we will also be part of his resurrection. Knowing this, that our old man was crucified with him, that the body of sin might be done away with, so that we would no longer be in bondage to sin. For he who has died has been freed from sin. If you have accepted Jesus... One of the first steps of obedience is baptism. Baptism gives a clear outward picture of what happens when we're born again. We're united with Jesus in his death, and we are raised with him in newness of life. So what does this look like on a daily basis? I'm so glad you asked that question. It means that my desires, good and bad, must come under the lordship of Jesus. I'm obligated to do his will and not my own. I may desire to sleep in, but he may desire me to get up early and study or pray. I may want to relax, watch a movie, or go on a hike. But if he speaks to me about serving someone or spending time with someone, That's what I'm going to do because I'm committed to him. I realize that my life is no longer my own. I don't just do what I want. I do what he wants me to do. That is something that people struggle with, but it brings immense freedom. When we just yield and say, I'm going to do what the Lord Jesus wants me to do, no matter what, I'm going to push aside my own desires I'm going to push aside my own emotions, my own feelings about it, and I'm going to be obedient. That brings us freedom, and that freedom brings joy and peace into our life. 
The second aspect I want to share is really quite simple. If you died to sin, you should not keep living in it. You died and your life is no longer your own. Again, we just can't go around doing whatever we want because our life is not our own. The reality is it never was. We're under the lordship of Jesus or we're under the dominion of darkness. That's the reality, and people struggle to really understand this. They struggle to grasp the reality of this, but it's one or the other. We are not our own independent thing that can just do whatever we want, and everything will be fine. It doesn't work that way. Here are a few additional passages to read and meditate on. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 14 through 17. 1 Peter chapter 1. Verses 13 through 16, 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 24, 1 Peter 4, verses 1 and 2. Well, I mean, you could just read the whole book of 1 Peter because it's amazing. It talks about this a lot. Believers should not live their lives for their own selfish desires, no matter how good or how bad. We are called to live a life dedicated to what Jesus wants and to serve others. I have reinforced this over and over and over in my own life. And I've overcome many temptations over the years by telling myself things like this. This is a classic statement I say to myself. You died, and a new man doesn't live like that. You died, the new man doesn't do that. Saying those things to myself reinforces the reality that my life is not my own. I have a new life in Jesus, and I'm obligated to do what he wants. If we don't understand the principle of dying to sin and self, we won't grasp the full meaning of the new life and being a new creation. The third thing I want to share is a powerful truth when it's applied to our everyday life. Sin has no more power over you unless you yield yourself to it. I'm not saying that there isn't, isn't going to be some temptations and some challenges, and I'm not saying that resisting sin is easy. What I'm saying is that being dead in Christ makes us free from the power of sin. We don't have to obey it. Listen to Romans 6.16. I love this verse. It says this, Don't you know that when you present yourselves as servants and obey someone, you are the servants of whoever you obey, whether of sin to death or of obedience to righteousness? If you have been freed from sin, then it has no more power over you unless you make a choice to go back to it and start serving it again. Sin is no longer your master, and you don't have to obey it. I know I'm pounding on that, that drum, but it's a reality. We just have to grab it. It does not control us. You can be free from addictions. You can be free from anger, bitterness, hate, gossip, lust, and selfishness. You don't have to yield to sin and allow it to destroy your life, your relationships, or your purpose in Christ. When believers choose to sin, 
and walk in a sinful lifestyle, there is a huge problem. Why in the world would we want to raise that dead and corrupt old nature? That will lead to untold misery. We have been freed from the power of sin. We can have victory over the things that keep trying to destroy us. The next time you're tempted or you find yourself in an old habit or a sinful behavior, stop and speak this out loud. This no longer has power over me. I have died to sin and no longer choose to obey it. I reject whatever it is, fill in the blank. I choose Jesus. Holy Spirit, please empower me to overcome and fill in the blank there. When we start taking actions like that and we start speaking and pronouncing that this has no power over me and I choose to follow Jesus rather than submit myself to that sin, we can have great victory. Now, is it easy? No. But can you do it and can you have victory? Absolutely. My life is a living testimony of that. The last aspect of this I want to share today is this. Dying to sin is only half the equation. We must live for Jesus. If you want to experience a joyful and fulfilling Christian life, a life of excitement and victory, then you have to be busy about serving. The Holy Spirit calls us and gives us gifts. He wants us to serve the body of Christ and share our faith. Don't get stuck halfway. Go all in and ask the Father what He wants you to do. Ask the Holy Spirit to equip you and then move forward. God will guide you and open doors before you if you're moving forward. Sometimes we get stuck in this this place where we want God to open the doors and move us forward, but we're not moving. And friends, that doesn't work. We need to pray. We need to seek. We need to ask God what he wants us to do. And when we have a sense of direction, we need to move forward in that. And as we move, he equips, he directs, he opens doors. But he's not going to just lay that out before you. You have to be busy about the Father's work. The Christian life isn't just about resisting sin. It's about stepping out in faith and serving the Lord. Listen to Ephesians 2.10. For we are His workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Do you feel stuck in the struggle against the sinful nature? If you do, there's a high probability that you need to go back to the basics of dying to self and submitting yourself to Jesus. Giving Him lordship, giving Him rule, giving Him complete authority over every area of your life and being willing to obey what He says no matter what. That brings freedom. Is your Christian walk boring or lacking joy? If it is, there's a high probability that you're not active in what God has called you to. Ask the Father for new direction. Ask the Holy Spirit to empower you. And then move forward. Learn new things. Do new things. 
serve in new ways. Allow the Holy Spirit to guide and direct you as you become busy about doing kingdom work. When you do that, you're going to discover that life is not boring. Yes, there's challenges. Yes, there's trials. But there's excitement. There's victory. There's joy. There's a sense of accomplishment that I'm doing what God has called me to do. Don't get stuck halfway just trying to resist sin. Die to that and move forward with all that God has called you to do. And that's where you're going to find peace. That's where you're going to find joy. Father, I just pray that you would bless every person listening to this podcast. I pray, God, that you would take them to a whole nother level in this area of dying to self and living for you. I pray that the struggles that they have would just pass away and they would move forward in what you've called them to do. In Jesus' name, amen. My friends, I appreciate you listening and I look forward to next week. God bless you.